Greetings and welcome to another edition of Digging It. I'm Eric Ritchie and so glad that you're with us over the next hour. We've got a ton to get to. Of course, the AVP is coming back to New Orleans in just a little bit, April 14th through the 16th out at Coconut Beach. So our guests will revolve around a lot of beach volleyball. We'll be bringing in Tony Rodriguez, the Louisiana native now living out in God's country out in California, getting it done on the AVP recovered from a knee injury from a year ago. Cannot wait to talk to Tony. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Also, we'll head out to Coconut Beach and talk to one of the top local volleyball coaches in the area. Of course, we all know him as Joey Keener. He is the guy that is just cranking out college recruits and has done so for several years now. A lot of guys that have trained under him, like Evan Corey, uh, help him with his training out at Coconut Beach. Evan, of course, will be back in New Orleans uh, for the AVP uh, in, again, less than two weeks. And also a, a new guy that has come into the New Orleans scene, a tremendous volleyball player. We're going to be talking to Richie uh, Diedrich, uh, a guy who's played indoor. He's played, He's from Orlando. Now he's out there with Joey and he's training local players, but he's also playing beach volleyball himself. We're going to talk to Coach Richie as well. But as we do each and every week, especially during this time of the year, we talk club volleyball and the big tournament locally this past week was that Baton Rouge for the block party. Let's look at some of the winners. And for the lower Louisiana area, of course, we're talking about block party and Baton Rouge. We start with the 18 girls division and once again, NOLA wins it. And look who came out of retirement over there in the far right. That's Casey Laird Denny's with Three children now. The former Cabrini State Champion head coach is back, and look at her. She she already wins a state uh, wins a tournament, coming back and hasn't lost a beat. Let's talk about the girls' seventeen division. And speaking of college coaches, look at Jeremy White, far right from Southeastern. His club, the Infinity South Seventeens, win first place. The libero there in the light blue shirt. That's Miranda Hollincheck. She's a Hannon High School player, Little Libero, certainly one to watch. She's actually a 16 playing up, tremendous player there. Now, for the 16s, it was the Rise 16s, led by Coach Cooey Fletcher, who was on our show just the last podcast. Her team, very talented group, made up of a lot of players from E.D. White, Vanderbilt, uh, Assumption, Central Catholic, and, of course, Mount Carmel. Uh, they win their first tournament of the year impressive fashion against Andrew Byers, NOLA 15s, who played an excellent game, took Rise to three sets. That was an awesome match, but congratulations to Rise. After a couple near misses, they finally get it. How about WD Nation, the WD 15 Blues? Danny Tullis had his team rolling in Baton Rouge. They take first place, did not lose a set along the way. All right, for the 14s, it was the Katyana Juniors. There's Brian Bennett over there from LCA. His club, very, very talented. So the AJ Red team from the 14s, they take that one. Let's go back to Infinity South because Jake Palmer's doing such a good job with this club in just its first year, another big win. Of course, that team uh, coached by Lisa and Ray. Uh, they take first place in the 13s. And there were a lot of boys divisions. We don't have time to get to them all, but I want to talk about this team right here. This is the Blue Crab 18s. Uh, of course, Bruce White, the legendary volleyball man uh, from White Sands, he's back coaching again, doing a tremendous job, had a chance to say hi to Coach Bruce. He's on the far right. But on the far left there, the last player, you're looking at Josh 
Lewandowski. Now, his dad is there to the left as well. I mean, tremendous player. Matt right there in the middle holding the trophy as well. He is an unbelievable setter. But Josh, good news for him. He has signed a, a, a letter of intent. He is going to play college volleyball at Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey. That means he's in the same conference with his older brother, Nathan, from Brother Martin, who's getting the job done at MIT. So some fantastic uh, news to spread this week. We're going to feature this team very soon here on Digging It. But there you go. That's our big winners on the club scene. So we go from club volleyball to, as promised, beach volleyball. And let's head out to Hermosa Beach, God's country, and bring in Louisiana's own. There she is, Tony Rodriguez, on the show, digging it. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. It's so good to see you. How are things going for you? I know you're you're you're, you're looking good. You're feeling good, aren't you? Yes, I am. Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, things are going great out here in California. Um, we just got back from Mexico, um, me and my partner, Savvy. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to what's next. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. And I want to talk, uh, dive into that silver medal performance in Mexico in just a bit. But of course, the New Orleans AVP, it's coming back in, gosh, April 14th. So very, very soon, about two weeks. And of course, you know, when, you know, when, when you play in New Orleans, you're, you're close to home. And last year, an, an emotional time for you, you know, another knee injury. And there was so much emotion going on, Tony. And, you know, you didn't know how bad it was and, and everybody felt for you. And obviously, you know, you were playing Kristen and Taryn, but, you know, your family's there and just the, the community just loves you and everybody felt for you. But the good news is, you know, here we are less than a, a year away. You're back playing. And um, it wasn't an ACL tear, was it? it you, you already had two of those. So the good news is it wasn't an ACL tear. Tell us about that day in New Orleans and um, and coming back from it again. Yeah, uh, looking back, I mean, going into that match, obviously, uh, you know, playing Chris and Taryn, um, we knew it was going to be a fun matchup. And obviously, we all four of us were just excited to play in front of, uh, you know, all the community because New Orleans is amazing. And my family was there, like you said. And so um, going in, I was super excited. But, um, you know, obviously in the game, um, I ended up landing weird and immediately kind of knew something was wrong. And I know a lot of people didn't really um, know that I got injured, um, but I actually got injured the play before going into the technical timeout. Everyone thought I got injured on the jump serve, but I already knew something was wrong um, when I was in that timeout. Um, but I decided uh, to try to continue to play. Um, and I wasn't very emotional at that point because I was just like, I think I can play through this. I know my body very well. And um, anytime I do something um, weird or make a weird movement and it is around the knee, I kind of like evaluate in my head, okay, like, am I okay? Was this just something weird? Am I actually hurt? Um, so I just was kind of like, I'm gonna try to play on this because maybe it's not as bad as I think. Um, and then when I did the jump serve landing and trying to run, I knew something was immediately wrong. Um, and so obviously uh, we took the medical and um, just sitting down, like, just, you know, there's so many emotions that run through your head at that point, um, whether they're the worst possible, you know, possibility or like the, a minimal like injury. Right. So right. 
Um, I think uh, in that moment, uh, highly emotional um, because I've been injured so much. And obviously, uh, you know, just the scenario in general, like it was already high emotion. So um, kind of a double whammy. But, um, you know, after getting evaluated and um, seeing my orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Winder, um, who is also one of my sponsors this year, he's an amazing surgeon anyone that's looking um to get worked on hopefully you're not but if you need someone dr winder i saw that i saw that on instagram i don't know if that was a temporary tattoo or did you get the yeah. or was that, I, I saw i look good that was you were representing very well very well yeah. but the good news was you were able to rehab with the doctor and and it come back and you did have a surgery right you kind of scoped it out and they found some some nastiness in there from you know you know you, you know you, you tore your ACL senior year at Saint Amant you tore your ACL a year the other ACL at LSU so as you said you're you know maybe fearing the worst maybe just minimal but to, to not only have you come back but to come back playing at such a high level in such a short time you're right that doctor is tremendous and you Tony Rodriguez perseverance resilience tough all of those use we could use to describe you and 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 look at you here you are coming back to new orleans and you know we're going to talk about some of the things that you've already done but what was that like getting that surgery and rehabbing to come back again um it definitely uh was probably the easiest one i've done um you know going through going through uh the other ones are is a little more uh stressful and um a little bit longer this one was definitely a lot shorter it was the first time i wasn't really um under anybody uh as far as um when i tore my first acl in high school i was in high school and like i you know was under them and then in college at lsu i was under them so this was the first time like as a professional athlete um kind of deciding like okay this is when i'm gonna come back this is like i'm gonna make sure i'm healthy i'm gonna make sure i feel good and so I think that the process was a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, I feel like I made a really good decision. Um, and I feel like I am uh, my strongest now. And so um, that's a really good feeling. And yeah. um, I just didn't want to return back too soon. And I know um, Savvy, my partner, she was very faithful in the whole thing. And she really wanted to continue playing with me. And we were we had hopes of me returning at the end of the last season. But um, I made a decision to just wait and just get as strong as I possibly could going into the season to set us up for um, the Olympic run. So, yeah. Hey, and good decision for both of you, right? Good decision for Savvy Simo to wait for you as a partner. Good decision for you to wait just a little bit longer. Make sure you're healthy and strong because look what the two of you did. We've got a picture from that emotional moment um, winning in Mexico a silver medal. I mean, can you describe that tournament and what that feeling is like? You know, I got goosebumps even looking at this picture right now and the emotion that, you know, you uh, portrayed on your social media, on Instagram, what that win meant to you tell us about mexico and, and bring it home a silver yeah so going into mexico you know me and savvy uh we have big goals and dreams and so um i think going into this tournament we knew we had to qualify and so playing in the qualifier is not i i feel like playing in the qualifier might be the hardest part of the whole tournament because there's so much um pressure and um you know you only get one shot you know so you play a team, you win, you move to the next game, you play that team, you win, and then you're in the main draw. But, you know, it's 
depending on how you look at it or how you approach it, you could really go in and mess it up. So I yeah, think going yeah. in, I think going into the to the qualifier, we were just like, let's go have fun, let's play our game, let's scout, let's do this, let's do that, and um, I think we approached that day really, really well. Um, we played uh, Japan the first game, and then the second game we played Austria and. You know, our coach, Jen Snyder, she prepared us very well. And so going into both matches, you know, me and Savvy's motto is to go out there and have fun and to just be competitive and enjoy enjoy every every single moment. And so I think that's exactly what we did. And we made it into the main draw. And as the as the tournament kept going, it was just we we just kept staying to the game plan, right? Like have fun, scout do our job and yeah. it was just like we were rolling through we luckily didn't match up with a usa team until the final which was um very nice because as you as you know our usa teams are some of the toughest competition out there yeah. um so yeah. i definitely think we had a great draw and you know every single day it just felt better and better and it felt like we were coming together better and better and so by the fourth day, I will say we were emotionally, <laughs> emotionally and physically exhausted. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, the process and all of it was absolutely amazing. And I could not have asked for a better return to the sand. No, it was absolutely fantastic. We we're so happy for you. Um, if you can explain, and again, I, I pick up beach volleyball late just because my daughter, Emma, you know, picked up the sport a couple years ago and, you know, we, we dove into it head first, but help me out with where you're at. All right. So you're coming to New Orleans here, you know, 10 days to play in the AVP, but you're also, as you just said, playing internationally to get those international points to, to, to qualify and hopefully make the Olympic team. How does that work? As you you head into this 2023 season, you and Savvy, you're doing some AVP, you're doing so how does that work and 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 what is your your focus, I guess, in this season? Um, this season, so for me personally, uh, I don't have a lot of international points. Um, so Savvy was able to last year play with a couple of different partners and go and play overseas and get some of those points going into this year. Um, so now I'm just trying to um, kind of make up my points. Um, so uh, obviously finishing in uh, La Paz at, at a second was very, very big for us and for yes. five points. And then earlier in the season in February, we actually traveled to Doha um, and played in the qualifier for the Elite 16, um, yep. which was a very, very long travel. Um, but we did it. Uh, because regardless of if we qualified or not, I was going to gain points. So I'm, I feel like we're doing a really good job of getting those points that we need to continue to push towards that goal. Um, it's, it's kind of tricky and I don't know everything about international. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still learning every day, something new about it, but our goal is to right now we're in the qualifier for the challengers, which is the second level. Um, our goal is to eventually get to the elite 16s because that's kind of the only way, um, you know, you want to be in the main draw of the elite 16s because yes. that's where you're going to get the most points. That's, that's where you're going to play the toughest competition. And so yeah. our goal by the end of the year is hopefully to be there. 
Yes, yes. Well, you have an entire community pulling for you. I can tell you that. And um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack in your career a little bit and kind of segue it from your injury last year. I know you stayed close to home in Louisiana. I think you worked out at, at back at your, your old LSU stomping grounds with their trainers and strength and conditioning guys. If you can, kind of take us back to those LSU days with Russell Brock and you know, you know, you Ashland Rasnick Pope, you guys. What was your record? You were 24 and six your last year. You guys, uh, the COVID year, you guys had LSU at number one in the country. When you think back at your at your LSU days, and I'm talking beach, we didn't even talk about, you know, you, you went there, you walked on and as a as an indoor player. And, and then in 2019, you, you're like, like, hey, what's up with this beach stuff? Mm-hmm. So t- tell me about the LSU days. And, and and maybe, look, I even kind of brought that on. Maybe your transition to beach, you know, when you when you come out of St. Amon as one of the top players in the state and, and playing all kind of sports and the advocate naming you the athlete of the year, you go to LSU, you're playing indoor, now you're playing beach. So I, I just ask you like five questions. I'll shut up and just <laughs> let, let you answer whatever you whatever you want there. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I actually just texted Ashlyn. She's at USC now. And That's so right. I, get to, I get to see her a lot. And I just texted her, um, and said, um, enjoy college because it's the best days of your life. Uh, and like people, people like that saying is like so cliche, but it's so true. It's so true. And so true. Like I'm like from a life standpoint, from a sports standpoint, like Playing professionally, not easy. You make all the decisions for yourself. No one tells you what to do. I was just basically telling her to enjoy it because after, like, you're on your own, basically. Yes, real life problems, Um, adult problems. But, um, you know, my seven years at LSU obviously were amazing and have shaped me into the player and person I am today. And so, um, you know, Looking back, I definitely would not be doing um, or being as successful as I am in the sand if it wasn't for Russell Brock, Katie Leak, Andrew Hamilton. Um, they, those three, uh, shaped me into the player that I am. And you know, obviously, Fran Flory, she's also had a big part of that. Uh, you know, coming from indoor to beach, you know, the transition is sometimes um, hard for people, and I feel like. Um, it was challenging, but as soon as I stepped in the sand, I knew that was exactly what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I always had dreams of going to play professionally indoor, but with all of the injuries and my body just not really holding up very well on the on the hard on the hard floor. <laughs> um, as soon as I got to the sand, I knew it was exactly where I wanted to be. And after my first season at LSU, I knew I wanted to play professionally. Um, I didn't really know how to do it or what to do, and so. Um, getting that sixth year, um, my medical red shirt, um, I was able to stay a little bit longer and get as much knowledge as possible from those three amazing coaches. And so um, going into my professional career, I felt so prepared to be able to play at such a high level. Um, Obviously, it wasn't um, the exact seasons I expected with, uh, you know, the Coming out in 2021, they only had three AVP tournaments and then last year getting injured. So I feel like this this is my first year of actually having a professional season and I'm super, super excited. And I think um, going to LSU, what an amazing school. Um, they've, they've really just prepared me to be excellent and great in life. And um, yeah, kudos to them for, for all they do for athletes there. 
No doubt, no doubt. And you just, it just kind of rolls off the tongue my seven years at LSU. Wait, 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 seven years, what, what? But, but you get three degrees, three degrees. Tell us what your degrees are in. Um, so I have a bachelor's and master's in kinesiology. Um, my bachelor's is uh, in physical activity and health. And then my master's is in pedagogy and psychological sciences, which is the science of teaching and learning. Um, that was basically the closest thing they had to coaching because that's what I want to do. That's <laughs> nice. what I want to do after I'm done nice. playing. And then I also have a master's in leadership and human resources. That is awesome. I can't even spell your second degree, so I'm not even going <laughs> to go back to that. But look, we're, we're, we're playing, you know, back in time. Let's let's go back to St. Amant and uh, playing for Allison Didier-Leak, who's now the head coach at Parkview Baptist. I know you're still close to Allison. And I know you do some great clinics and privates and uh, a, a lot of good stuff. But what were those years like? But Because I, I, I looked up your stats. I think your senior year before the injury or, uh, you know, before the injury, you were averaging 22 kills, I think six blocks and double digit digs per game. What were those years like? And, and what do you remember when you think back at, at your high school career? The memory that always comes to mind, which I don't really remember it, but Allison and uh, her dad, Chip, always tell me that my first time ever playing varsity, which was my freshman year, and I literally was a baby deer out there, like had no idea what I was doing. But <laughs> first time playing varsity, I tried to block a serve, <laughs> which is which is not a thing. Um, and they love to tell me that story um, and say, just laugh at me like, I can't believe you did this. And I was like, that's pretty funny. So clueless. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to Santa Mall, I mean, what an amazing coach Allison, Allison is. She is um, somebody that I still look up to every day and somebody that is uh, so important to me. And she is still a huge part of my life. I It's funny, I just got off the phone with her about two days ago and I keep her updated and you know, I, I look at her as a mentor and as a friend and as somebody that taught me how to play volleyball, um, yeah, you know, yeah. her her and uh, Danny Tullis. I mean, those two people are the people that taught me how to play. I, I wouldn't be here today without either one of those two. Um, and you, did I, you play club for WD? I played with, club. With Coach Danny? You know, before WD was a thing, um, yeah. I played for uh, I played for Louisiana volleyball, and then I played oh, yeah. for Via, yeah. and then I played for Via, and okay. that was a thing back in the day. And, yeah, and Coach Danny was your coach at which one of those clubs? He he for was uh, for both. Yeah, for, for both. both. Okay. Oh, oh no, Louisiana volleyball. He was my coach, and then I played for Jimmy Miranda and okay, okay for Via for Via. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I just think that those two are incredible coaches and they're really making a difference, uh, for Louisiana volleyball. Um, but yeah, as far as going back to high school, I mean, I asked Allison to play every position possible. As soon as I <laughs> fell in love with that sport, I was like, I'm ready to go. I was asking her to set. I was asking her to play back row. I was, I was asking her to do everything. I was like, let me do everything. I want to try it. I want to learn. I want to get better. I want to be able to be wherever you need me. And so I just think that high school was just such a fun opportunity 
um, to like learn the game. And then obviously getting injured, you know, looking back, the silver lining around that was I got to sit on the bench with her and learn all about coaching and getting to see how she interacts with players and getting to learn more and more about what it takes to um, create a successful program. And so I think that was um, a huge piece of my senior year, you know, being super devastated, you know, um, with the injury and then getting my scholarship pulled from Tennessee. uh, You know, that was one of the biggest positives was getting to just learn from her and getting to be that supportive cheerleader um, person on the sideline to help my teammates. So that's great. That's great. And we've had similar experiences with uh, with both Allison and Coach Chip. Um, what, what what they've done with uh, with my daughter's been 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 awesome as well. OK, let's let's talk about this. This California life huh? You're out there in Hermosa Beach. You're, you're making some Cajun dishes for your for your peeps out there, though. What are you cooking Cajun food for these people? Um, I've cooked um, gumbo. Nice. Yes, I've cooked gumbo. I've cooked it's jambalaya. Good. I've cooked jambalaya. I've cooked um, what else? Like chicken pot pie. Like just like southern dishes. Okay. That they're just kind of like, what is this? Like I've never had this before. Like everyone loves gumbo. I'm like, this is like a staple at my house. No like you don't no understand. Doubt. Like every winter we're having gumbo at least four what times. What are you doing? Like, you doing sausage gumbo? You put some shrimp or boiled um, egg in there? What do you put in your gumbo? I love chicken sausage gumbo. Chicken sausage. That's, that's gumbo. my favorite. That's my favorite. For I'm sure. With hungry. some potato salad. With potato salad. Oh, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah. God. We might have to go to a commercial real quick just to go. No, we got we got more to go. We got more to go. Not much more, but but we still want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> coming back to New Orleans. Um, what are your expectations? Kind of take me through maybe the itinerary. What about uh, the fans here that want to that want to say hi to you and see you? Bring us up to date on all that and what 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 we can expect from Tony Rodriguez and Savvy when you come back to Coconut Beach here April fourteenth for AVP. Yeah, so this Sunday, we're actually leaving um, for our second, well, technically our third international tournament, and we're headed to Brazil, Um, and we will be in Brazil from um, Monday until Sunday, um, until after the tournament's over, and then we'll be flying straight to New Orleans, uh, which I am super excited. I have not seen my family um, since uh, Thanksgiving break, so it's definitely time to get some hugs and get some time to visit with them. Um, So Monday I will land in New Orleans and Monday and Tuesday, me and Savvy will probably um, take as recovery days. And then Wednesday, Thursday, we both have um, some clinics going on, um, one at White Sands. And then we have um, some clinics going on through Flight School, the company that I work for um, at Coconut Beach. Um, Flight School is uh, a company that uh, Chase Frischman started, and it is to support the pros. So we will have a couple people out there. We will have a philanthropic clinic for kids uh, with a nonprofit out in New Orleans, which is super exciting. And then we'll have a happy hour with the pros, which will be just um, adults. And it's just a fun time to get to connect with the pros that are playing on um, Friday and yeah, it'll be a fun event. And then 
um, you know, going into the weekend, um, me and Savier are just super excited. You know, we had to make a decision of whether or not we were going to play in New Orleans um, because they had two back-to-back challengers in Brazil. And, you know, from the start of making that decision, uh, we were kind of like, we don't want to miss this tournament. Like we love, we love Louisiana. Obviously I love Louisiana. She loves Louisiana now because she's dating Evan Corey and it was um, a hard decision, but like we knew deep down, we really wanted to be there and we really wanted to be in that atmosphere and to get a second chance at, um, you know, such a great tournament last year. So we're just super excited. I know for me, I am 100% excited to see my family and to visit with friends and just to see people there, you know, to have that support at tournaments is really special. And I think that's my favorite thing is uh, looking over and seeing people that I, that I care about so much, um, able to watch me and um, cheer me on. So. Well, we can't wait to see you get back home soon and we're going to, cut this part of the podcast and put that on social media for people to find out, you know, what's on your itinerary, but give us your social media, throw that out there. So people know that you can look there and find out some more details uh, about, about you and your career. Um, So if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at it's big toe toe spelled like go. Um, I was given that nickname in college. So, uh, that is what I'm sticking with for now. And if uh, you want to follow me on Facebook, it's just Tony T. Rodriguez. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, look, we're so happy that you're back at it as strong as ever. You and Savvy, you're just tearing it up. Cannot wait to see you out at Coconut Beach. Safe travels over here. Good luck with everything. And thanks for being on the show, Tony. Awesome. Thanks. You got it. All right. Time for us to take another break. But the beach volleyball does not stop when we return. Yes, we're going right out to Coconut Beach. We're going to join Joey Keener and one of the new faces out at Coconut Beach talking about Richie Diedrich. So we'll have both of those guys on digging it when we return. The show, of course, sponsored by Farm Bureau of St. Charles, St. John Parish and the Sports Pub and Grill Industry. Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It with Derek Ritchie. Once again, yes, indeed, the beach volleyball theme continues on this podcast. And let's go right out to Coconut Beach and Kenner and bring in a good friend of this show, good friend of ours. He's, a, he's a, just an awesome dude and a great coach as well. Yes, we're talking about Joey Keener out there at Coconut Beach right now, putting the practice on hold to join us on the podcast. Hey, Coach Joey, first of all, thank you so much for what you do for our girls and for boys and beach volleyball uh, overall. But thanks for joining us on this show. We're excited to talk some beach volleyball with you, brother. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. 
Hey, let's let's talk about. Um, I don't even know where to start with you, but I, I guess where the volleyball bug started with you. You know, we all know you as an excellent coach, but I want to know how this whole thing started with you. Well, we're going way back. I don't think we're going as way back as you, E, but, <laughs> you know, when I grew up, I was a baseball player. Volleyball wasn't even in my radar, and I played college ball, and I ended up having Tommy John surgery and kind of stepped away from baseball, but I had a little – I had a void left in my heart to compete and i remembered how much i love volleyball in pe in high school believe it or not wow. and we had a beach complex open up i grew up in denham springs right outside of baton rouge baton rouge opened up mangoes i started yeah. there and then i found something to fill that void and that was like 1995 okay 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 fast forward to 2023 y'all can do the math i've had the the fever for beach volleyball ever since. And I've played, I got old and I guess from that point you either quit or you coach. So I decided to coach and that's where I'm at today. And I still have that fever. I still love it. You know, I'm today I'm out here with my, my open slash professional players about to get a practice in, get ready for the new Orleans event. Um, so that's kind of it in a nutshell, man. It, it happened back in 95 and it never left me. All right, let's go back to 95. You as a player. Take me through the progression of Joey Keener, the beach volleyball player. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I'd go out and I guess open players are kind of territorial. And I'd see these guys that were the so-called open players. And I'd walk up to the court and I'd just wait around to play. And they'd finally ask me, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm here to play. They're like, we don't know you. You can't play. <laughs> I'm so competitive. I, I told him, I said, here's the deal. I watch, I'm watching y'all play. You know what you're doing. You're really not that good of an athlete. I will be back and I'm going to have your spot. So I went and I practiced and I played my first double A tournament and I won. I played in my second double A tournament and I won. And then the tournament directors were like, okay, you can't play double A anymore. You have to move up to open. And I was like, all right, here's my shot. And I played at the time it was side out scoring. You had to earn your points. You didn't get, get freebies with the rally scoring. So I spent about the next year and a half getting my butt handed to me. And it was like very humbling, but it just stoked the fire more. I just wanted to prove to everybody I could do it. And then there was a guy out in Lafayette about an, an hour away from Baton Rouge. And he took me under his wing and his name was Nick Frugier. Um, great player at the time. He's kind of like what I am today, an older guy that still was in it and was teaching a lot of people. And he took me under his wing and I learned so much and I came back. And what I told those guys was true. They never kicked me off that open court again. I took that spot and I started winning and doing well. And that's kind of what got me going. You know, I love that. I love that. Take me through the progression then. How far did you get? And uh, what were some of your, your bigger moments in your, in your playing career? Well, I got to where locally I won, I guess I'd say most of the open tournaments that I played. And I, now I do have to give props to some of my peers at the time. I mean, guys I'd go up against is uh, a guy named Derek Zimmerman, who's great. Um, we had another guy named uh, Pat Tony, who was the first open guy that I considered good to let me play with him. And that's when I got my first open win at about 22 or 23. Um, and then you know, everyone knows Kristen Nuss, her brother, Pete, who we always said was the best. If Pete 
would actually try. He would go and play pro and do everything. And then now I see his sister. I have to tell him, so, you know, Pete, your sister's <laughs> better than you. Um, and he goes, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but, I mean, as far as – I didn't take it as far as the AVP. Um, I just loved it. I kind of outgrew locally. I would travel to, like, Texas, Florida. I qualified for some tournaments out in California. Um, but I wasn't like that elite athlete. I'm, I'm okay to say it. You know, I, I had to win with my brain. You know, I didn't have the biggest hops. I didn't run the fastest. I wasn't the tallest, but I could, I felt like I could beat anyone, but it was not something I was going to make a career out of. So I was, I had, I got a job out of college. Um, so I was doing volleyball and a full-time job. <laughs> but I will say this, it's kind of funny. I would never take a job that would interfere with my volleyball. That's how much I love it. <laughs> That's I awesome. Off at the right time to go practice and train. And I think with the way I knew I had to play and the way I had to win was all like mental um, and cerebral that when I did transition into coaching, like that served me well to really have to think about the game, you know, really have to figure out, okay, I don't jump as high. So how can I beat my opponent? You know, so that, I guess those years of training that way helped me become a I mean, I think I'm a decent coach, but I mean, other people might say well, different. I think no, it's helped. You're, you're, you're an excellent coach and it did help you. But my question is, take me through the origins of you coaching. You know, when did Joey Keener, the beach player, say, you know what? You know, I am cerebral. I do think a lot on the court. Maybe I could pass this on. When did you make that decision to be a coach? So this is a I love the story. 2016. Um you, you know, a lot of the volleyball people locally know of the area, but on the North Shore, a complex was open called Diggs. And Brandon Miglior, who to me is just a genius, he calls me up one day, and I've known Brandon for a while. He has two daughters that played college ball, um, and he had this complex, and he calls me up, and they're doing, LSU's doing clinics. And I think it was like a dead period. And he calls me and he says, hey, look, LSU's been doing these clinics. We've got these athletes that want to keep training. The uh, LSU coaches cannot coach. I'm like, ah, man, that's, I mean, I guess. How many kids are we talking about? He's, oh, not that many, like six or so. I was like, okay. I was At the time, I didn't work with more than about four to six kids. So I'm like, yeah, I'd be fine. I'll come in there do a few things Well, I get there, there's like 12 to 16 kids I've been getting thrown into the fire and I'm like oh man okay I've got to I've got to figure this out quick so we go through it was like May we go through May end up having a, uh, a good time the kids were giving me a lot of good feedback and then afterwards we got done with it and Brandon's like hey man you know I'm getting a lot of good feedback from these kids I'm getting a, a lot of good feedback from their parents can you do some private lessons now and I was like, ah, I don't know. I got to talk to my wife. This is a pretty good drive from my house about an hour away. And so my wife's all right. Yeah, that's cool. So I do the private lessons. And this was, this was 2016. We get to the end of 2016. I'm doing these private lessons. And he says, dude, I love what you're doing. Let's start a club. And I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. It was Brandon Miglior is the brainchild of starting what I think was the first beach club 
out of digs, out of his complex. I think he had six outdoor courts and an indoor court, a uh, beach court, which was awesome. Um, and then 2017, we hit it running and our first generation kids came through. He recruited almost every single one of them. And man, I want to say out of that first generation, we sent about 20 kids to college. I mean, it was unbelievable. The talent that he went and got for us and we developed that talent. And um, so if you really want to know the true origin of me truly becoming a juniors coach, that is it. That is it. Well, that's awesome. We'll have to thank Brandon the next time we see him. But uh, I remember I remember doing a story on you. Gosh, I don't know, maybe two years ago, three years ago, where <clears throat> I said, Coach Joey, I'm just going to come out there and put a mic on you. And you looked at me like, Eric, what do you want me to do? I go, are you kidding me? I want you to be you. Just be Coach Joey. And the story came out awesome. I don't know. We got 10,000 plays on Facebook. I don't know what it was, but you being Joey. Because I can't understand what I'm saying. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you can't explain, we've got some video from that story. So we're going to roll the video. And I want you to describe yourself as a coach. What, what, are, what yep. What's your objective right. when you're out there, when, when you're out there coaching the juniors? You know, describe Joey being Joey for me. All right. You're going to roll some film? Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Just All go right. ahead and, and t just tell me your coaching philosophy. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I have a few philosophies that I go by. I feel like, you know, even if you have a group of athletes and it's real easy to coach with a cookie cutter system. Well, I don't like a cookie cutter system. I think – each person is an individual and each person has their own uh, challenges. They have their own strengths. So each one needs to be pushed in certain ways while they're there. Um, I'm also very blunt and to the point, but I like to counter that with like, like I like to be truthful and honest. Sometimes honesty is hard to hear. So if I'm in a situation, I try to create balance between the honesty of, hey, you're struggling in this area make sure there's a blueprint if i say hey you're struggling here's the blueprint on how to get better and as soon as they have that breakthrough moment to where they get it they do it right i like to fill them with the emotion of hey that is it that's what good looks like so they can feel that emotion of hey i did that good i want to recreate that moment as often as possible so i try to have balance there so i mean that's a little tidbit of where my mind is um whenever i coach no, that's that that's an excellent description because you're right. And I've, I've heard you say many of those things uh, while those girls are out there for two hour sessions. I guess um, how many college players have you have you coached now players that you have developed and they have gone on to get college scholarships. And if you can, I want you to name drop a few that are playing collegiately right now and that are performing well. So out of my first gen, we probably sent, like I said, around 20. And then I've had a second generation. And to be honest, I'm working with your daughter, Emma. I can't, I can't even know. I don't even know if she's in the second gen or third gen. But out of all the kids that we've developed, I think we're right around that 30-player mark. I know I sat down and counted one time, and we were in the upper 20s. And I've sit, sent some more to college since then. Um, and just to name drop a few, uh, we have – Lila Bordis that's out at uh, Georgia State. We've got uh, Madeline Marquez, you know well, who's up at ULM. We've got Julie yes. at ULM. 
Uh, Southern Miss has, and if I'm missing some of you ladies, I'm sorry. I love all y'all. Um, we have Taylor Pierce that's over at uh, Southern Miss. We have um, Madison Cassidy who's at Southern Miss. Uh, golly, we've got so many. Let me think. Uh, LSU, we had Macy uh, Miglior who was over there. We've got um, Madison Myers who's over there at LSU. Parker Bracken at LSU. So that's just the few off the. Oh, Emily Myers is over at. Uh, oh, let me not miss this. Florida yes, International. Yeah. Florida. So those are just the few off the top of my head who have come through. Um, oh, Mick over at Spring Hill. We've got Elizabeth Harden on at Spring Hill. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's we've got them all over the place. It's crazy. Well, I, I remember the, the first time that we went to Diggs, and uh, I think Emma was maybe 10 or 11, and you saw something special in her, and you're like, hey, look, I want you to come up to Diggs. And we walked up and down the court at Diggs, and you're like, Spring Hill, Arizona State, LSU. It was incredible. The, the, like every every girl out there, you said were, you know, and you were right. They were, they were headed to the collegiate scene. And now there's another wave. And, yeah. you know, the juniors that you have right now, you have a special group. I mean, um, yeah. the Voce sisters, Marilyn oh. and Virginia, Olivia Meyer, um, yeah. Laurel Cassidy, Madison's younger sister. Um, uh, yeah. Bella right now is playing outstanding. You know, I could go on and on. Tell me about these players that you that you have right now that I mean, there's college potential all over the place. Yeah, I would say, I, look, Eric, I'd throw Emma, your daughter, in there, too. Uh, this next group coming in is just, I, I guess the first thing they say, I'm blessed, man. You know, it's like we develop a lot of talent, and it's like, but you, you know, some coaches just get the best talent, the, the best talent, and it's easy to develop really, really good players or athletes to get them into college. You know, we've got some of the kids in our group that are those in, those tweeners, you know, but we don't, if we see, if I see any glimpse, any ounce that I think there's a chance that you can go to college, um, I'm going to try to develop that. And we've had success with probably about five or six kids who were like, I don't know if I can play. And it's like, well, let's just keep pushing to see. Um, but this next group we have, I think we probably have about eight kids that have the potential to go play. Um, and... I don't know if it's the area. I don't know if it's the food they eat, but these <laughs> kids are bought in. You know, they are bought in. They're hardworking. We talk about three areas that we have to develop. You know, it's really easy to say, hey, let's come out, let's get better with our skills on the sand. Let's pass better, let's set better, let's hit better shots. Okay. Um, but that's just one area we have to develop if we're thinking about taking it to the next level. We also talk about the physical side of things. Hey, look, if we're going to go play at the next level, what's one thing that sets you apart? Well, get your body into, you know, better shape. Become the best version of you physically that you can. Become a superhuman. Just that alone will make you better. Um, and these kids go. Almost every single kid that I work with that, that I think can go to the next level, they've bought into that and they go do workouts. You know, they've made themselves stronger. They've made themselves faster. Um, and then we've got the mental side of it. And that's the tricky side, you know, every, there's so many different personalities out there. And then me as a coach, I have to figure out how to connect with each one so I can 
hey, so I can have trust in them that they can do what I want them to do. And also so they can come back and have trust in me as a coach. So all the kids that we're working with, they are trying to develop all three of those areas. So again, I am blessed to have kids that are bought in. You know, I've got kids that if I told them to go dig a ditch for 30 minutes and make their cut shot better, they'd go do it. Although we've not dug any ditches, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so it's like, I'm just blessed, man, to have these athletes, this area, the kids are mature. Um, I mean, they're bought in. I love it. I mean, I can't ask for more. Hey, we're going to get to one of the, the new guys in town, a guy that you've been working with, uh, Richie Diedrich, in just a bit. But AVP is coming to town real soon, April 14th to the 16th. I know one guy that also trained under you, with you, that you know helped coach is Evan Corey. And you were instrumental in telling Evan, hey, man, if you're going to go for this, you got to you got to go west, young man. You, yeah. you sent him out to California and you, you kind of you yeah. losing. But that was true. That's true. Tell me about Evan's development, what this year is going to be like for him. I see he's back with Logan Weber as his teammate again. I think that's that's big. And um, uh, just tell me about AVP coming to New Orleans and Evan, and then we'll get to Richie. Yeah, Evan is – I mean, you talk about someone that showed up with so much maturity for a young kid, so much athleticism. I mean, he's the best athlete I've ever worked with. I mean, it's just like you get this and the, the sky is the limit. And, you know, I guess it was around 2019, we start this journey and he's pretty much, he's always played beach. I can't say he was just a newbie to it. And he had a really good mentor starting off with Derek Zimmerman um, and got to get his first open. You know, the crazy thing is Evan gets his first open win playing with Derek, but guess who he beat? He beat me. <laughs> Come on, bro. I like, so, so Evan, has developed from an indoor, really an indoor guy. Cause he played at Lincoln Memorial and he's already to the big time, man. You know, we, we go through two years from 2019, 2020 and COVID was year was really tough on a lot of people, but we took it as an opportunity to spend more time together on the sand and push, push, push and hone our craft. And then the next thing, you know, I mean, you remember Evan wins a big AVP tournaments first, um, huge tournament here in new orleans which was huge his own, own hometown with logan um and then they both break into the big time into the main draw they have a little bit of a split where evan played with billy and then logan got opportunity to play with a legend john hyden for a while and then circle back around and now they're back together making an olympic run so you talk about starting at the bottom and going all the way to the top he, i mean he's doing it man like, and you no. can't better guy right no I'm, I'm so excited to see evan come back as well and this this whole community opens his you know open arms welcomes him back um we're about to talk to richie diedrich a guy that's been training with you out there at coconut beach i want you to tell me a little bit about richie maybe introduce him if you will tell us what kind of guy this guy is and then we'll, we'll talk to richie himself well richie i'm still trying to figure out if there's something wrong with him because he's so nice I hate to say it. He's so handsome. You know, if I, he's, he's on time, he is a yes, sir guy. You know, if we come up with a game plan, he, he executes it from the beginning to the end. I was like, dude, I know you've got bodies in the closet or something somewhere. You play too perfect. Right. 
Um, and every now and then, I think I see a mama or two kind of looking at him too long. I say, y'all got to cool it down over there. Um, so, but anyway, you know, Richie, the volleyball player, he's an indoor guy. He shows up. I mean, he can get tell you more. I don't remember when he showed up six to eight months ago. I don't even remember how we got connected. And always I hear about this new guys in town that's going to do this and that. And I'm like, I've heard it a million times and half of them are like, they're not even any good. Then I get Richie out there and I'm like, man, you're like so big and you're so athletic. I think we can do something with you. Um, and then look, we fast forward from eight months ago to now and he's the Richie practices almost two times a day, works out two times a day, um, watches film. He has, I mean, he went from hardly being able to pass the ball in the sand to where now he can pass, he can set, he can jump set, he can do all these great things. Um, and he's starting to rise up in the ranks a little bit, trying to, I mean, obviously Evan is our standard that we're trying to get to, and we want to try to recreate the same in Richie. Um, and he's, to me, he's on his way. I think he can do it. You know, I love Richie. That's all I can say. Well, let's let's bring him on, and I, I, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Thank you so much. Again, I said from the onset, for what you do for volleyball, in, in, you know, in Louisiana, getting these players ready for the next level. I mean, that is a, a pat on the back thing that you need to do once in a while. Um, and if not, we'll do it for you. Thanks for what you do with 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 my my daughter, Emma, who's developed her game and has listened to you. And she's conditioning twice a week and her vertical increased three inches over the last three can, months. Emma's taken off. She's looking good. Well, we appreciate it. All for all you do, can't wait to see you out at Coconut Beach here real soon. If you can, bring in your new guy, bring in Richie Diedrich as we uh, as we continue to roll on here on uh, on digging it. All right, everybody, here's Richie. There he is, Rick, Richie that? Diedrich. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. How much so? Everything is going great. So um, we just heard a little bit of your background from 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 Coach Joey, but um, real quick, you can you can help um, you know lay the foundation. I know you're <clears throat> you're from the Orlando area. You're from Orlando. Uh, in high school, you were the Orlando Player of the Year. And if people know boys volleyball indoor, that's very competitive. So that's an awesome honor. You go to collegiately to IPFW, Indiana, Purdue at Fort Wayne. You were a stud there as well, and now you're doing this beach thing, and you're here in New Orleans assisting uh, at Tulane, the women's team. Go ahead and just kind of give us your background and, and what brought you to New Orleans. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story, uh, but really it started out I was a football basketball player, didn't know much about volleyball. Uh, my oldest sister kind of picked it up fairly late in terms of women's volleyball, um, and then junior year of high school i walked into the second day of high school tryouts uh volleyball tryouts and fell in love with it walked into the the locker room of the, of the football locker room and basketball locker room and kind of hung up the cleats um hung up the basketball shoes and, and took on volleyball um was fortunate enough to have a couple couple good years on the on the on the court and um like you said, IPFW saw me and they saw something in me. I don't know what, exactly what it was, but uh, but they took me on and I spent the last five years there. Um, had an incredible time there, not only just volleyball, but just growing as a, as a human and, and learning a lot of good things. Um, 
And then my girlfriend actually got the coaching job at Tulane. She's the assistant coach for the indoor team. That's what brought us to uh, New Orleans. And who would have thought I'd get into beach volleyball in, in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. But but here we are. That's great. That's a great story. And it, it seems like everyone we have on the show, Richie, has a unique story like that, right? You're playing football. You're playing basketball. You're like, yeah, I'll try this out. You fall in love with it. You know, you can't coach. You're 6'8". You're, I think you're 6'8". Is that right? Yeah. Six, eight. So, you know, you've got that, you know, blessed. I think he played middle in college, but, you know, you, you, you dominated in high school to the tune at Dr. Phillips High School. You get the, the Orlando area player of the year. I mean, how huge is that? Um, kind of describe yourself as a player. We even have a picture of you at IPFW when you were playing. I think you played middle in college outside mm-hmm. in high school. But describe yourself as a player on, on the indoor scene. You know, it's funny. It's uh, I don't know really how to describe it other than I just was able to work hard enough to get me into a position that, that worked. Um, yeah, there I am on the indoor court. Um, Skying and, above the competition. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to guess number 10 is about six, five and you're <laughs> way over him. I, I'm sure he wasn't short. That's for sure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, I just tried to be the hardest worker in the gym. Um, I wasn't always the best, um, I know Joey always talks about him being the, a real smart player. I've never considered myself the smartest on the court, but fortunately I've been able to kind of outwork people. Um, and that's just worked out in my favor. Um, here's the difficult part. Uh, being a middle blocker, you don't necessarily get to pass very much. So when I got out, out on the beach courts, um, here we are passing volleyballs and, and it's been a struggle. I'm sure Joey's had some pretty uh, sickening days uh, going out there and doing some serve receive. I'm sure we've passed tens of thousands of volleyballs um, just to try to get me somewhat decent to, to pass a ball and, and hopefully to play with a partner that will that'll play with me. So uh, but the transition's been tough, but it's been it's been worth every second. Excellent. So now you're into this beach game now. Kind of take me through where you are right now. You talked about, you know, trying to get a partner and then, you know, taking that next step. Where are you, you know, I guess, what are your goals for 2023? Just just now starting out in this sport. What do you, how do you see this year going for you? What kind of level do you want to get to? Yeah, Eric, that's uh, that's great, man. And, and Joey and I have been talking about it. These last, I think I've been out here for about eight months. Time's kind of flown by, so I'm not sure exactly how long, but it's around eight Um really just crafting my game um, and hopefully that alone allows me to find a partner that works well for me or multiple partners at this point. Um, I've played in a couple tournaments in the last few months and had a couple good finishes, had a couple not so great finishes, but really at the end of the day, just just getting my points up to to a high enough level that, that other partners will step in and, and hopefully we can do some damage. Um, you know, I've Obviously, our big goals are to play in the AVP tournaments and, and be in that circuit. Um, but really just to find a solid group of partners that we can just do some damage on the on the professional level. Excellent. What um, do you have any specific tournaments that are coming up for you? Or what, what's on what's on your schedule right now? Yeah. So so actually tomorrow we're headed out to Gulf Shores, which has turned into a real dominant tournament. Um, which big money tournament, right? Big money tournament there. Um, obviously the AVP tournament coming up, hopefully get into the qualifier. Um, if not, they've got like a qualifier into the qualifier that we'll play with, um, playing with Jordan Mercer on right now, which has been amazing. Um, we played in a tournament last weekend. Again, didn't, 
didn't probably do as well as, as we had hoped. Um, but a lot of promising things were the connections getting there and, and uh, him setting me and, and vice versa. And um, we're doing some, some really good things. And uh, I guess the, the tournament after that is, is probably FUDS coming up, which I'm excited about. I've never actually been to. That's outstanding. Uh, we'll be we'll be neighbors this weekend. Uh, Emma has an indoor tournament with Rise and Foley, so right. it's always such a good time out there. And I know th there'll be juniors as well. I know there's going to be a men's and women's open uh, in, in Gulf Shores this weekend, but there'll also be a juniors tournament. I think they're playing on Sunday. Um, so a lot going on. I guess I, I'll leave you with this. What um, your focus again? You, you know, you got a couple tournaments coming up. What do you see that you need to improve or what, what needs to happen for you to, to attain those goals that, that you've set lofty goals, but a guy that has so much, you know, athleticism and, you know, height and already, you know, successful indoor career. What do you think you need to do to get to that next level? And, 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 and how do you see the rest of the year playing out for you? Yeah. You know, I've just been so fortunate, not only, you know, physically thank goodness I'm the height that I am and, and all those things but fortunate enough to come across somebody like Joey and, and, and this community itself you know the camp that we're in right now is just full of guys that are just dominant you know whether it's Ian or or Ryan or JD was here you know all all these guys that are just really good not only volleyball players but just mentors you know just asking them simple questions so so using and leaning on those guys um, to try to propel this this career here that I've taken on last minute. Um, that's kind of where my, my head is at. Um, and of course hit those big goals, but, but hit the small ones on the way, you know, Joey talks about just really enjoy the journey. Um, and, and that's kind of the goal right now is to, to hopefully um, appreciate each day out on the sand and out, you know, in the gym. And, and, uh, and if I do that, hopefully hit the main goal at, at some point this year or, or whenever that time comes. I love it. I've been enjoying the journey since we got into this beach volleyball thing. Yeah. I can't think of a better sport for a parent to have their kid play. Like I'm going to sit in a beach chair, have a cold drink, great music playing, and I'm just watching my daughter compete. That's, that's a pretty cool sport. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I, I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again, and shoot, I'll keep saying it. This sport is the greatest thing that could probably have ever happened to me. What uh, what other sport can you go out in the sun every day, wear board shorts, and uh, you know, and enjoy? enjoy a bunch of great people. So I, I couldn't complain for a second. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you and uh, I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure we'll be seeing you out there real soon. Good luck this weekend at Gulf Shores and continued success, man. You've got it. You've got the right mindset with, you know, what you're doing. Joey tells us you're training twice a day and, you know, you've taken tens of thousands of balls to, to, to be a better passer, man. Good things are in your future, my friend. Good things. I can, I can feel it, man. With that being said, I want to thank Joey big time, man. He's he's made this opportunity uh, a, a real opportunity. Um, thank you for sure for shedding light on such a great sport. And and uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for the journey and hopefully we can take everybody along with us. So that's great. That's great. Thanks so much for your time today. Best of luck this weekend. And just like I said, man, continued success. Awesome. Thanks so much, Eric. All right. That was Richard Diedrich. And again, a guy who played indoor for high school and college. And now he's he's unleashing this professional beach volleyball career. Man, we wish him the best. And again, we're going to talk a lot more beach next week on the podcast and, you know, get everyone ready for AVP coming to New Orleans. All right. Let's take a break. Again, we're brought to you by Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, as well as 
The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan. We're back to tell you what's coming up on VSN after this. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. So it's time to wrap up another edition of the Digging It podcast. Again, we talk about what's coming up on VSN outside of volleyball. And it starts this weekend on Saturday, the Luke Ford Jr. Bayou River All-Star Basketball game. We'll have the girls game starting at five, then the three-point competition, and then the boys game, again, sponsored by the Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Center. Uh, Certainly an event we've been doing for years, and we look forward to uh, this year's event as well. Again, that's on Saturday. Also this weekend, of course, we have Loyola Baseball back at home, uh, St. Thomas More Lacrosse, and a lot of things coming up. Also, the JPRD Track Meet. Uh, we're super excited about that. Newman Baseball as well on Saturday. So Ascension Catholic, uh, fresh off a big walk-off home run against Bruley last week, they'll be hosting Assumption. So that's what's coming up on VSN this week. And we certainly want to thank our guest on the show today, Tony Rodriguez, Joey Keener, and Richie Diedrich, all joining us on the Digging It podcast. We thank our director, Justin Thomas. For all of the crew here at VSN, I'm Eric Ritchie. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you out at a volleyball tournament real soon, probably the AVP in New Orleans coming up.